0: This is the I Read Comic Books podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. We are here today to talk with a very special interview guest. I am joined today by Gabe Chang. Gabe, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited to talk about your Kickstarter, Love at First Bite. I, I actually have a lot of questions for you. But before we get into that, could you tell the world a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I am a uh,
1: independent comic book writer. Uh, this is the second self published book that I'm doing. That I'm doing the Kickstarter for. I write a book called For Molly, which is about an antisocial talking dog named Molly who helps a recently divorced outsider rescue his sister from an evil that lurks in the New Jersey forest. That's my kind of long, big time book. Um, my my current book that I'm working on, as you said, is called. Uh, Love at First Bite. It's a short story, one shot. It's about a capricious young woman named Alina who decides to get back at her ex-boyfriend by becoming a vampire and rubbing his face in it. And uh, and I also do a podcast called Another Lousy Millennium, which is a uh, episode by episode uh, look at Futurama. So we analyze, summarize and discuss everything Futurama episode by episode. Um, which you will be a guest on or you will have already been a guest on um, very graciously, <laughs> yeah. uh, which will be um, coming up in our, in our Another Lousy Millennium feed.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm very impressed by how all of the episodes in your backlog. I think the, the last I checked, you guys were at like episode one thirty, and you guys are seriously dedicated to Futurama. It is impressive. Like <laughs> I tried to do as much research as I could, like to think about like what what all do I know about Futurama? And it I, I can't even come close to you guys. It's it's very, very impressive, man.
1: Well, thank you very much. We pride ourselves on being thorough. Um, you know, we, uh, we're, we take the, the approach of my brother is a, is a computer engineer. He has a background in, in science and things like that. Um, so he um, is able to talk about the science part of the science fiction. And because mm-hmm. I'm uh, doing the, the writing thing, um, and, uh, and I taught video production in high school for a long time. So, and I have, a um, my bachelor's degree is in, is in film analysis and, and film history. Like, so I kind of come at it from the writing angle and we talk about story and those two things. And I think that we really cover a lot of what happens in those episodes and we're, we're very proud of the, the product that we're putting out. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really should be in the handful of episodes that I, I listened to. I mean, I couldn't go through the whole back catalog, you know, but um, they all sound fantastic. And like, it makes me want to rewatch that show all over again. So you guys are you guys I think you're doing your job and selling that everyone on Futurama. Um, but, That's you know, little, to go absolutely. back to what you were to go back to what you were saying before, you know, you you said you're you're in this whole writing thing. Could you tell us a little bit about how you got started in writing and how you ended up in comics? Well, um, I mean, I've been
1: writing since I was a little kid. um, And, um, but this is my, For Molly is my first comic. And as I said, Love at First Bite is my second comic. So I've been, I've been writing for a long time, but um, it wasn't until I left my job as a teacher. I was a high school teacher for seven years. I decided to move to Los Angeles. I was living in um, a suburb of LA in Orange County. And I decided to move to Los Angeles to pursue a career in entertainment and to try to start writing. And so I had a bunch of scripts that I had uh, kind of written on the side. And I decided that one of them that I really, really loved that was really, really personal to me um, to turn that into a graphic novel. And the best way for, you know, uh, a nobody with no credits and and no connections to, to really start in the comic book industry, I discovered from doing a lot of research and going to cons and, mm-hmm. and contacting people is is to do it through kickstarter and um and so i uh i started the f- the first kickstarter was i believe in in 2017 and um done a couple successful ones since then i've kickstarted every issue it's going to be a four issue run when all said and done i had one unsuccessful one and you know you learn just as much or more from your failures than you do your successes so i had definitely totally. been an incredible learning experience over the past couple of years um, and I've met a lot of great people and I, I have made a lot of really great connections and I've, I've learned a lot about the craft of writing and, and what makes, um, writing, uh, a, a you know, not that I've ever wrote on a television show, but I, I analyze a television show every week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what makes writing a television show different from writing a comic and, and you know, how to interact with artists and things like that. So uh, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but the point is that this has been an incredible journey uh, for me that I'm, I'm just starting out on. I've, I've met a lot of really great people. My, my artist who I work with uh, for for Molly, his name is Benjamin Sawyer. He's really incredible. Um, I've just started working with this artist for love of first bite. Her name is Elisa Menegel. She's absolutely incredible as well. Um, and um, and so, yeah, that's kind of the, in the nutshell, uh what i've been doing and and um and i've always loved comics um when i was um uh, when i was a little kid i i didn't read them that much i'm uh but i was familiar with them and sure. then when i got to college uh i started to pick up more and more of the more kind of adult uh comics like you know uh like watchmen and uh and some of the and this was kind of um around the time when i started to read sandman as well i picked up a couple of those um, right right and um and so like uh i've always loved that medium i've always been so interested in how the stories get told in that medium and mm-hmm. um so it's just been a really great experience again rambling
0: <laughs> no no long, this, long this, is all fascinating. This, this is fantastic stuff i was gonna say my my comics journey is very similar um like i I knew a lot about comic book characters i think when i was little but it didn't really actually get into comics the same way so i totally get that um i i'm curious to know then you know you said. Uh, you know, for Molly, I should say, I did a little bit of research for this episode. I promise all of you listeners out there, I actually can do homework. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was curious to know, you know, you. I think you said somewhere that for Molly started as a screenplay and you turned it into a comic. What was the adaptation process like for you to go from a screenplay that you had into, I think you said, four issue series? I mean, it, it was really difficult. It was
1: uh, it was very rewarding um, because I was able to take another bite at the apple to mm-hmm. take another pass at it to to really look at what i've done and think about what makes it unsuccessful um in the in the screenplay format and uh, what made it like what problems it had and then try to fix those by mm-hmm. um by con- by adapting it into a comic book um it was it was difficult because i don't know if uh, if your listeners know this but there's there is no comic book script standardized format there's a very uh there's a pretty specific format for writing television and movies you know you um you have it a certain way and you learn that way and um you know you can read articles about it you learn it when you're uh, taking classes for for screenwriting but for comics there's uh, there are as many different ways to write a comic book script as there are comic book writers right So, (laughs) uh, so learning to to do that and um and learning to have it make sense so that, you know, it's not just this person walks across the room and um, and does this. It has to be very specific so that the artist, Ben, in this case, can interpret what I'm trying to say um, in the way that I'm envisioning it in my mind and in a way that he can. He also has kind of the freedom to add um, his own artistic style into it. So right. that was a challenge, but it has been um, uh something that has been a real joy to learn how to do and and a real rewarding thing to you know it's all about communication and it's all about learning Mm -hmm. how to how to talk to people and how to um, how to collaborate and how to be creative um uh in this medium and across vast distances my my artist ben is uh lives in st louis um missouri we've only met one time because i i live out in california uh he right. lives out there. We only met in um last year at the San Diego Comic-Con. So it's um it's it's been a really, really interesting, rewarding experience to to adapt it. Um but you know, uh I am currently working on adapting the um the fourth issue, which will be the final issue of Form Molly right now from my original screenplay. And Um, I have to say that, you know, this is giving me a lot of time to really reflect on where I have come in the last three years. And, Mm -hmm. um, it it feels really good. Honestly, I, I feel like I've learned a whole lot and, and I'm getting to the point where I'm really comfortable with looking at what, um, I did in that script that I wrote many years ago and, you know, really being critical of myself and, and really finding the flaws and really fixing them in ways that I'm feeling very confident about. So I'm essentially like from that original script, I am, um, taking a couple of lines and taking a couple of beats and blowing up the rest. And it's been a really great experience doing that over the last couple of weeks as, as we are finishing up the art for chapter three and, then I'm ramping up to do the Kickstarter for chapter four, which will be next spring. Um, it's just uh, it's, it's been a really great time to, to look back and be like, wow, I've really learned a lot from from going through this. And, you know, I still have a lot to learn, obviously, but it's been mm-hmm. uh, a really, really good experience
0: have you have you found that your writing style has changed or did you were you originally like you know a writer that included like two paragraphs of description and stuff like that and now you've you know fallen back to like oh I can trust Ben to you know fill out the scenery and do various things with the different characters I mean I don't know how much we want to talk about the specifics of Fermali, but there are a lot of animals involved (laughs) at some point and uh I mean do you do you find that you can just kind of let Ben run with things when you just give him like some panel layouts and and some, um, dialogue and things like that? Or are you still like as detailed as you were when you first started? I think I'm more detailed in a way because I,
1: I want to, um, I want to make sure that I'm being supportive where I, I certainly wouldn't want to be given. I'm, I'm not an artist. Um, but I certainly wouldn't want to be given a page of, that uh you know somebody who is like me who has a very specific vision but then the page is blank and just has dialogue on it and it's like okay right. where do i where do i go from here i i i try my best to communicate what i want from him but still leave a lot of room for him to 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 do things artistically that maybe i wouldn't have thought of i mean there's been so many panels where I have said like um, you know the main character's name is Greg like Greg is running in this direction and uh, and is shouting or something like that and then he'll Mm -hmm. come back with an uh, with an angle that I had completely not thought of and then um, and what's great about that and great about the collaborative process is that then I see him uh, drawing from that angle and I'm like okay now I want uh, now when I'm writing another scene I'll be like oh yeah I remember that angle that you did like Mm -hmm. Um, and I'd say like, Hey, on, on page 16, panel four, like, I, I really like this angle here. Can you, can you make it kind of like this? And then, and, and then, so my own repertoire of like how I see things and how I lay things out grows from there. And, and I have more of those weapons in my arsenal. Um, right. but as far as like the way that I write, um, yeah, I mean, I, it definitely feels like I am, um, I, I went from trying to be very stylized in uh and succinct and and writing things in a very kind of cool and poetic way to Mm -hmm. uh in my screenplays to writing essentially a letter and writing something very specific for for ben you know it becomes when you write a comic strip your uh script you are um you're essentially writing for an audience of one and it's the artist um so that has been uh interesting and also very freeing and like i said has has really been a fun collaborative uh, part of the process
0: that's yeah that's fantastic i mean i i think like you know a lot of comic book writers i think they their, their style changes and stuff like that but it's 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 good i think uh, to hear that you have gelled well enough with Ben to like grow the, in this way to to make your comic the best that it can be by doing that, um, but I, I don't want to necessarily talk about just about for Molly um, today. I do want to talk about your new book that's coming out. Uh, love it first bite. Uh, fingers crossed it'll be it'll be completely funded on Kickstarter in the first day. Um, but <laughs> uh, I, I guess the the question that I had for you about this was you know for Molly I you you've sent me over the the first two issues of that and that was fantastic. Um, reading through what you sent over about for love at first bite uh these are two drastically different types of stories yeah. <laughs> so I, i'm curious to know how did you go from kind of the darker story in Formale to i don't want to say lighthearted, but i think a little bit brighter story of love at first bite like what's your writing style like in comparison to the in the two books well i mean
1: um i feel like i am a consumer of, of many different types of things uh like um uh, me, like different types of genres, and and I don't want to be just that. The even though I love writing kind of dark, dramatic, action-packed stories like what Formally is, um, I don't want to just write that. I want to challenge myself to 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 do and and uh, and say and uh, you know and and communicate messages for uh in different genres and and things mm-hmm. like that. So this is me, um, trying to uh trying to to, trying to expand my my uh horizons a little bit but you know in uh in a more kind of practical drilled down way i have been doing this podcast about a a cartoon comedy that is very absurd that is outside of the, the the kind of bounds of what we see as reality um yeah and i'm criticizing it and i'm analyzing it and i'm saying like this and this and this about it and this should this could be better and that and that's funny and this isn't funny or I, we we try to avoid saying things like that we say like it doesn't resonate with me or like and so like and meanwhile i i have not written a comedy so this is my attempt to put my money where my mouth is a little bit with with my um with my sense of humor or mm-hmm. it's like well if i'm going to talk about you know what it means to write comedy in this format then i should i should try to write a comedy and so that Uh, That was another thing that definitely pushed me and it was a challenge to myself to be like, okay, if you, um, you know, let's 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 put something down on paper that that's going to be hopefully something that will make people laugh.
0: Yeah, I mean, from from what I've read, it's it is quite a fun time um, for beginning to end. I I very much enjoyed like almost the cartoony style of it, which kind of brings me to my next question was how did you get connected with Elsa, the the artist on this book?
1: Um, so I uh, both Elisa and Ben, um, I have connected with through Upwork, which is the freelancer website, um, which has been uh, I, I am extremely extremely lucky to have uh been connected with those two i i put up a posting with just a little bit of a synopsis of what the story is about and and mm-hmm. kind of explaining what the job is and um and both of them responded and i had an interview with both of them and this is years apart because um i have just recently connected with Elisa, um but i i've been very fortunate to be to to find through that site um some incredibly talented artists um Alisa is you know it's it's a challenge for me to work with ben because of the distance between us which is uh los angeles and um and st louis missouri with elisa it is uh, los angeles and florence italy <laughs> so uh um, oh. so it's it, it's it's definitely <laughs> been an interesting challenge as far as the time zone but what has been great about it it has been like um when uh she'll send me pages and when she's done it will be the middle of the night um in los angeles time so i will wake up Uh, in the morning and it's like, you know, Christmas morning where I, I see the email from Elisa and I, I get to open up the email and it's her sketches or her, uh, her her inks or her colors for the finished pages. And it's, it's, it's been a really fun experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, based on you know what I what I've read, I mean, it looks like it's it's been just a constant romp. I mean, uh, like the tone of this book is is very different, as we said. Um, you know, I guess we should maybe I, I should ask you, you know, what can people expect out of the the story of Love at First Bite? Like, maybe we could give a little bit of a synopsis here since um, we've we've talked about it, but we haven't explained what it is
1: yeah it's um it's about uh you know I gave the tagline at the start of the show, but it is about a girl named Alina she's kind of um she's kind of capricious like i said i that's a word that um is definitely part of it um but she's uh she's uh a little bit like i i, I try to like find the non pejorative words but she's 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 exuberant to a fault is the way that I like to say she's very sweet. Um, but she is, um, heartbroken at the beginning of the story. She's, mm-hmm. um, she is not having a good go of the fact that she just, uh, got dumped. She broke up with her boyfriend and, um, but she is convinced that she's doing fine, which is, you know, in some ways even worse than, you know, realizing <laughs> that, that actually, oh, I am not feeling good. You know, she thinks that she's doing great. So, um, seeing her, uh, her boyfriend, um, just through happenstance um sends her into a bit of a spiral. Uh she makes some bad decisions and that leads her to uh to becoming a vampire and and then there are consequences from that as well. Um so you know it's very much about um it's very much about being young and kind of uh being that person where I I like to describe it as like she's the uh this is the story that you know you tell your friends and then you know years later and you're like, oh man. You know that was dumb. I can't believe we did that. But you know, for for a lot of people, that's just like, oh, I can't believe we we stole a shopping cart, or I can't believe you know we um, you know we were drinking in my dad's basement. But for Alina, it's <laughs> she became a vampire. She became an undead creature of the night, uh, yeah. you know, and caused a bunch of a bunch of havoc because of that. Um, and uh, and I really like, I, I really like comedies. I really like stories in general where um there are little things that happen, but then there's just a huge explosion because of that. And things just go completely wrong because of, because of one thing that happens, you know, um, I, uh, I just recently rewatched it. So it's kind of on my mind, but like Scott Pilgrim is kind of like that. Um, a a movie that I like to go to a lot. Um, but, but isn't necessarily like a a good, um, connection for love at first bite is also, um, the, the Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and Edgar Wright movie, um, uh, the, the last in the Cornetto ice cream trilogy, uh, it's called, oh, the um, world's end, world's world's end, end. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, where like, where they do something and then, you know, the whole end of the movie is just like, whoa, what's happening? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. So, um, and so that's a little bit of where the inspiration comes from. And I just like, I, I just really wanted to be uninhibited. I knew it was going to be a short story. So I really mm-hmm. wanted to pack as much crazy, um, crazy ideas about, you know, if this happens, then what's the worst possible scenario of, of that happening? What's the, the causal effect or uh, yeah. What's the causal effect of that. And then what's the causal effect of that and so on and so forth until, um, until I, I got to the end. And, and so that was, that was kind of where I was with the story and um, and yeah, I, I'm very happy with it. And I think that Elise's art really captures the, the cartooniness of it. Well, the, the, the um the insanity of it but at, at the same time there's a a fun and lightheartedness to it um so i uh, again i'm just extremely lucky to be working with with such a talented artist
0: yeah and and from what i've seen it, it's fantastic i mean i i really enjoyed just the the like I said, it was a drastically different book. Like I read these two things back to back and I was like, how is this the same, you know, creator? <laughs> like I genuinely, it, it's, it's very impressive. Like the range that you could see between the two books. So um, you, you have my, my kudos from, for that at least. Um, But I, I guess to, to just ask some, some more broader questions here, you know, um, do you have any, any comics that you've been reading lately? Anything that's been like your recent favorite, Um, uh, something beyond Watchmen, I guess, as we talked about for a moment earlier. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just
1: finished East of West Um. because that <gasps> the 10th the uh yes! trade paperback just came out. Um, That's fantastic. Oh, man, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I mean, it it's one of those books that I, I was passing a lot for a, a while in the comic book shops when I was still going to comic book shops, but then seeing it on Comicsology and seeing it on Hoopla.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe, you know. <laughs> and then you you read the first issue and you're like, oh, my God, why am I so stupid? Why didn't I start this earlier? Right.
0: And then you, you're reading 10 volumes of a comic in like four days.
1: And yes. I get that. I get that. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So that that one was is definitely a big one for me. Um, I, uh, I have also been reading um, uh, Kieran Gillen's Die. Yes. Um, the one where um, the the party of of they like teenagers at the start and they get they get stuck in a in a Dungeons and Dragons alternate reality and for two years and then they come back and then there's one of them missing and then they they go back again when they're older like it's that's just that's another just amazing book and the artist whose name escapes me right now is just absolutely absolutely astounding
0: yeah Stephanie Hans uh is, is her name yes uh, she thank is you. the kindest individual in the world um and her art floors me every single time like i honestly wish i had more wall room in my tiny new york apartment so that i could buy all of those covers as like beautiful prints and hang them up because it's astounding it's absolutely beautiful work
1: yeah i mean some of the 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 um the the pages that were in the world war one world of you know the the mechanical the and eternal prussia and Little england are like It's just insane. Like the, the fog of war and, and the, the, the terror of it. And like these, these shining paragons that are, that are kind of, uh, that are the players quote unquote that are in there. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful book.
0: Yeah. And I mean, as someone who's a big like RPG player, it's really funny to see Kieran Gillen like play with these ideas and like words and phrases that are commonplace, I think, in D&D and Warhammer 40k and all sorts of other, you know, different tabletop games and to see him bring them to life in such a unique way. um, It's one of my favorite books, hands down, just because I feel like I've never had a book like really nail all of my favorite things at once. And like somehow they got comic books and D&D and like all in one place. And it just it makes my brain hurt. Like I have to go back and reread the whole series almost every couple of issues because I just want to take in. All of the little bits and pieces. Um, yeah, I absolutely love that book. <laughs> you, you, you've got me
1: talking. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of really cool comments about like storytelling, and you know, because as you know, I, I don't really play a lot of RPG games. I'm not much of a, a gamer in general. Sure, but like, sure. it's all about just telling a story. Yes. And yes. And those are not just you know rules and guidelines that apply to those RPG games, but apply to comics and storytelling in general. So to see yes. those weaved into ash's uh voiceover is really really cool and to see those kind of going back and forth i mean it's just like um and it's just so sad it's just like throwing all these terrible sad things at these characters and oh, and, yeah. and, and just like but it creates these like beautiful emotional conflicts that are you know that really uh sharpen and and um and define these characters so well, where you just, you feel so much for those characters. Like they're just, they're just so marred by tragedy. They're like, I I feel like a lot of, uh, um, a lot of um, Stephen King characters are like that too. And you know, his son, Joe Hill, like, um like lock and
0: key like there's just so much tragedy in every character Um, i just read through that whole series recently and oh my gosh i forgot how heartbreaking that whole book
1: is oh my god yes exactly but it's like it but it makes these characters
0: so um
1: uh you know important to the audience where it's like oh my god i don't want anything bad to happen to you you've already had so much bad happen to you (laughs) and and there's a million other things going on in it but but yeah it's like uh, but yeah, th- that was another one that I was about to bring up was um, I-, I had just also just read through all of that as well. Oh, nice. um, Lock and key is just, it- it's that's just such a massive, massive achievement and, and just beautiful, beautiful artwork too. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, just a heartbreaking story, but, but really, really beautiful.
0: Well, we know that he's got good taste in comic books, people. At least we can say <laughs> that. Um, I guess I, I, one last question for you then. Um, uh, maybe we've got a little bit more time, but um, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on like Kickstarter as a comic book creator. I know that, like you said you know earlier in the show, you know, Kickstarter was kind of like a really good place for you to get started because you weren't necessarily someone that was you know, huge in the industry and things like that. Um, What's your experience been like? You know, you said you had one unsuccessful Kickstarter, but obviously the next few have been pretty successful. So how do you feel about like the whole process and and I guess working on Kickstarter and pushing things on Kickstarter, uh, I guess in like social media and stuff like that?
1: It's it's very difficult. Kickstarter is very difficult, but the thing about it is, is that that's where the people are. Um, You want to go to where the people are. And um, it's the same reason why people go and sell at comic book conventions is because where that's, that's where they are, you know? Um, yeah. And to, and to be able to tap into what people want and to, and to get it in front of people and to get it in front of people in a way that it's going to intrigue them and, um, and interest them and make them want to support, um, it's, it's a challenge. It's, it's very, it, there's a lot of things to learn about it. And, um, it's, it's, I'm still learning about it three years later. And, and, you know, hopefully that this is, this is going to be, um, a big step for me moving forward, uh, you know, the, the love at first bite campaign. Um, but at the same time, it, it gives me a lot of agency. Um, it gives me, uh, the opportunity to, to self-publish on my own, um, which, um, which means that I am, you know, completely in charge of my own fate here, and and because of that, I've learned a lot of really great lessons about, you know, how to present things and and how to how to put myself out there and how to be 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 open and how to um, how to ask for help and how to ask for. Um, And how to give help back, you know, when I, when I get help and, and creating a network of, of other creators and, and going to them for advice and, and giving them my, you know, what little advice I do have to give to them. It's just been, it's a lot of things that have been, um, as I, 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 I tell a lot of people, you know, this isn't just about me being, um, being a writer. It's also been a, a catalyst for a lot of really positive change in my life where I am, um, Really challenging myself to do things that I never thought that I, that I would do, um, and it's I'm I'm kind of an introverted person, so even just putting my stuff out there is was a huge step for me, and, and and it's just it just builds and builds and builds on it. Where, um, you know, I never thought three years ago when I was first starting this out that I would be, um, that I would be doing a campaign like this where I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm putting in a lot of personal things into the story and I'm, I'm reaching out to a lot of different artists and, and, and people and stuff like that and, and forming these relationships. And it's just, yeah. So again, rambling, (laughs) but to to make a long story short, it's been, um, it's a challenge. Kickstarter is a challenge. Um, but it is, uh, it has been extremely, uh, rewarding, not just as far as getting my work out there and getting it done, but, but as far as personally and, and helping me grow as a person
0: that's awesome that's awesome I mean I, I know that like when Kickstarter's good man it's it's the best and then when Kickstarter's bad it can be really tough uh, you know we've talked to a handful of different creators across the board who've had successful unsuccessful stuff so um, fingers crossed you know we'll get this love it first bite um, succeeded and hopefully you guys will go on to stretch goals and all that stuff I don't know how much of that you guys have planned but um, I guess to, to wrap things up here you know where can people find you on the internet and where can they find the Kickstarter
1: well, um, if you Kickstarter, if you search uh, love at first bite and uh, uh, that it should come up right away in the comics section. Um, so the the title of it is love at first bite romantic comedy. One shot with vampires exclamation point. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Gabe Chang Comics. G-A-B-E-C-H-E-N-G-C-O-M-I-C-S. Um, and then um, for Molly is at for Molly comic on Facebook and also at uh, formollycomic.com is where you can read the first, uh, first chapter for Molly for free on the website. And then it also has information about um, where you can read the, the rest of them or just chapter two for right now. And then when chapter three comes out in the fall, the, that information will be there as well. And also another lousy millennium is the name of the podcast, which uh, if you search uh, wherever you subscribe to podcasts, it we should come up and uh, ALM pod. Dot com is the website
0: and at Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Awesome. Well, Gabe, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been really, really fun. I, I have like a million other questions about Kickstarter, but unfortunately, we're out of time. So maybe you'll have to come back and we do like a Kickstarter special on our regular episode of our show. We can we can talk through all that stuff because I just would love to pick your brain as someone who's successfully made some Kickstarter comics. So um, we'll have to definitely do that in the future. Absolutely. I mean, and
1: like I said, I'm I'm still learning stuff. So um I'll, I'll provide whatever uh, expertise I have, as, as sure. little as that is. But uh, but hopefully that will be that will be
0: illuminating for for you and your listeners. Definitely. Um, don't forget to you know follow us all on Twitter. You can follow the show at IRCB Podcast. You can follow me at Mike Rappin. Xander is a great guy. He is the editor of our show. He is the absolute best. Everyone should just just give him a shout on the internet. Uh, Infinity Shred is the the best band in the universe. They do all of our music. And until next time, comics are good, and so are you.